All that tremendous atmosphere that says that it can only be convention time once again. Hello, I'm John Beasley, and for this lucky 13th edition of the Harmony UK podcast, we're with hundreds of singers from Sweet Adeline's Region 31, who've gathered on the historic banks of the River Tyne for three days of competition, entertainment, song, education and fun. What does it mean to you, winning the Small Chorus Medal here? Acceptance! <laughs> we came last, last time we were in this competition. So we've gone from last to first. We've got the black kilt and the silver sporran to go with the chorus's black and silver outfits. So we wanted to bring a little bit of Scotland, maybe not to overdo it. but We like the face masks. I think the face masks are something different. We're all wearing... One of us is wearing a yellow face mask, the other one's had a... But yeah, uh, I'm in blue and you're in a... Peppermint, peppermint. Face, peppermint facial. <laughs> When we were looking at an up-tempo, I involved all the chorus in saying, what do you fancy doing? You know, we just said, let's have, let's have your ideas. And uh, one of the girls came up with this song and said, how about Trolley Song? I know the choruses so well because 25 years I've been a, a member of this region. And uh, I've kind of grown up with all these choruses. So I know all the history and all the ins and outs and all the scandal and all the rest of it. And during the course of this podcast, I can promise that you'll also hear this. Boom! <laughs> The voice of a very well-known barbershopper there, but which one? So much to look forward to, so let's find out a little more about this convention. John, my name is Hilary Pinnock, and I am the marketing coordinator for the regional management team here in Region 31, Quartet of Nations, Sweet Adelines. And we're sitting in the cafe in the Sage in Gateshead, looking out over the River Tyne, beautiful Friday fantastic convention to come tell us all about it yes it's going to be really exciting actually the for the first time in a very long time there are lots of choruses who are already scoring in the 600s uh, who are all destined to do really well we're sort of fingers crossed might there even be a 700 we don't know the judges don't know it all depends on those few minutes on stage similarly lots of new quartets which will be competing this afternoon friday some of them have quarteted before but these are new groups that have pulled together so i've been listening in this morning when they've been uh, just walking across the stage and doing a few lines oh wow the, the standard is just sky high in region 31 you must be very excited to have new quartets competing are they are they made up of people who've been in older quartets that we'd have known about or are there actually genuinely new singers coming through that you're excited to hear there are genuinely new singers yes of course there's always going to be some old I don't mean old as in age but old competitors from, from other quartets familiar competitors thank you yes much nicer um, but definitely there are some I saw a quartet they walked across the stage this morning to, to test the mics three of them had the green newcomer strips on their lanyards and I thought wow good for you because I know how that feels when you first go out on stage it's scary that's a really good idea strips on a lanyard just to let people know so that so that presumably other people who've been here a bit longer can can welcome them can show them the ropes can can introduce themselves can make friends absolutely because as a newcomer you come along to these events you have no idea what you're, you're letting yourself in for you've been told it's a great experience but you're standing in the wings thinking oh my god can I run now and seven minutes later you're on the other side of the stage going I want to do it again I want to do it again tomorrow's another day I hope and pray we'll be 
while Hilary and I were talking, two women sitting at a stall in the corner of the foyer known as the Harmony Bazaar started a duet. It wasn't long before they'd drawn a small crowd, and they all joined in. So take my hand, my friend, I want to in the Harmony Bazaar area. That was two members of London City Singers, I can tell from the T-shirts they're wearing, who just started off and then, then suddenly you had a quartet. Oh, my God, that was amazing. And then suddenly you had a small chorus around you singing. I know, everyone just joined in. What are your names? Um, my name is Jessie. And, and my name's Catherine. Well, it was a beautiful song. Thank you very much for, for singing and, 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 and letting us listen in as well for the podcast. Um, you have got... Um, a fair amount on here, I, mostly CDs. These are your own, I think. Yes, indeed. We've um, we recorded our first ever CD last autumn, um, and it's got all sorts of different songs on it, quite a few of which are arranged by our chorus director, Simon Arnott, so you'll never get to hear them anywhere else other than on our CD. So we're very, very excited about it. What's that like? I know a lot of choruses contemplate making a CD. Relatively few of them do. How much work's involved? Well, first of all, of course, you have to have all ten songs up to standard for the same day of recording, so that in itself is quite a challenge. We also had an amazing sound engineer, so we actually had a microphone each, and and people can see the picture of it on the inner cover of our CD with us recording it, Um, which meant that we ended up having to stand pretty well rock solid for a whole day while we sang each song at least three times. So it was a certain amount of work. And where were you recording? In a church in North London. Um, it, apparently it was acoustically very good. So. I was going to say, it, it looks like the, the, the most opulent recording studio I've ever seen. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it looks absolutely fabulous. And, and what are you looking forward to most here this weekend? I think everything, just like the whole experience. It's my first time, actually. It's our first time. Yep. So that's why we're learning... All oh, you've got the green first-timers yes. uh, sticker on there. Yes. yes. So um, looking forward to quartet competition... Um, today, so we've got two chorus members yeah. who are competing in yeah, Heather and Nat in Concordia. In Concordia, so cheer for them. Yeah, woo. And um, and so we are on tomorrow at lunchtime. So we're really looking forward to that. We've done so much work, and we can't wait to show everyone what we can do. Well, I shall look forward to seeing you as well, and have a fantastic convention. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. Nice to meet you. You too. We are ready for contestant number seven. From London, England, under the direction of Simon Arnott, London City Singers Chorus.
All that work paid off because this lunchtime performance from London City Singers in the chorus contest won them the Division A title for choruses with less than 30 singers on stage. The chorus director is Simon Arnott, and afterwards I asked him what the win meant to the chorus. Oh, um, you know, a lot. I mean, we've worked really hard this year and to try and do whatever we want to do in kind of our own way, and we're just so happy that, you know, that's been received in a great way here as well. And the arrangements, the two songs that you did, uh, Let's Misbehave and Bewitch Bothered and Bewildered, they were bespoke, weren't they, especially for the chorus? Yes, I did them. Yeah, I arranged them for the chorus. Um, so we're, they were our contest piece for this year. We did one of them last year in Spain, um, and we decided to keep going with our own arrangements this year. I particularly loved your Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, which included some verses which I think Ella Fitzgerald sings, but we don't often hear in barbershop. Um, they are slightly risque and actually I did cut out some parts of the lyrics that were um, even more risque than what we thought we put on stage however um, we felt they were part of the song and we, we kept doing them <laughs> and, and, and you did them be- the, the whole chorus who, who are standing behind us now <laughs> did them absolutely beautifully you've, you've had some pretty heavy duty coaching as well haven't you yeah, we've. Um, I mean, Gain has been a real fantastic influence for the chorus um, director Viva. She um, has done our last two retreats and has worked with us really uh, for such a long time and done such a fantastic job with us. And um, more recently, we've had um, both uh, Doug Harrington and Rob Mance coach us on these two songs. So, so you are taking all this pretty seriously, aren't you? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Well, what is next then for London City Singers? Um, well, we're we're in we're going to Munich uh, this summer to sing on a joint show with the Munich Show Chorus, oh, wow. um, which is we're really looking forward to. We met um, some of the guys from that chorus in Spain last year, and they wanted to put on a show with us. So we said, "Yeah, why not? Let's do it." So we're all going out to Munich to do a show with them. Well, let's just talk to a couple of members of the chorus. Oh, oh they're gone. I can't. No, there's one here. <laughs> there's two. This Fantastic. Is, uh, our okay. Chorus coordinator. Hello. Hello. Your name is Marion and Lan. And, and what does it mean to you, um, winning uh, the, the small chorus medal here? Acceptance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's no, it's, it's, it's just amazing and it's fantastic. We've tried so hard to make a mark on, uh, with Sweet yeah. Adelines. And uh, we have worked uh, our little asses off, basically, to kind of make this impression. And it just means the world. We came last, last time we were in this competition. So we've gone from last to first. That's that how much it means. Is, yeah. is, is, that a, is that a record? Nobody else has done that, I should uh, Do you know? I don't know. And it's worth finding out. <laughs> you can tell us, maybe. Yeah. Write to Harmony UK podcast if you have any useful <laughs> statistics on this. Well, we can say that, our, I think, what was it, 111 points, I think? I think it was we got 111 points more than we got the last time we competed. Wow! So, <laughs> well, <I can> <laughs> which was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, have have a great Saturday night. Congratulations <laughs> once again, and thank you very much indeed. Brilliant! Thank, thank you. you very much. Thanks.
Simon Arnott's arrangement of Rogers and Hart's Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, performed by the London City Singers, to whom congratulations on that great performance. And it's been a good couple of weeks for Simon, incidentally, at the recent Babs convention in Harrogate. His meantime chorus picked up the bronze medal there too. A reminder, you're listening to Harmony UK, the podcast dedicated to the exciting world of British barbershop harmony singing. We're at the Sweet Adelines Region 31 Convention 2018 at the Sage in Gateshead, just across the river from Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Back once more in the Harmony Bazaar at, at, at a table which has lots of names. Uh, and tell me why there are lots of names and what's going on. Um, you are... My name's Fiona McGlashan, I'm president of Phoenix Chorus. Just take a look at some of these then, Fiona. You've got uh, Oprah Winfrey, Brigitte Bardot, Maya Angelou, Lady Gaga, uh, Malala Yousafzai, uh, Enid Blyton, Indira Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Why all these names all over this table? OK, these are ladies that we, are, we consider to be inspirational, influential or interesting. Uh, and we're using their names to uh, aid our fundraising for Phoenix going to international finals in St Louis in October. So the process is that someone comes along, selects their inspirational lady's name, pays us a pound for the privilege, um, and then we do a random draw on Monday, and whoever, whoever's name comes out, we actually then they, they win £75. That sounds like a pretty good deal yeah. to me. So, yeah, it's good. Well, it's been very popular. We've had lots of people coming through and uh, people standing here actually Googling names they don't know. So, uh, but no, hopefully we will, we will sell our 225 names. How much then does the chorus need in order to get to internationals? It oh, must be a pretty expensive yeah. process. Well, there'll, there'll be 63 of us on stage uh, in St. Louis and we do actually, um, yeah, we, we do fund most of it ourselves, but um, we're looking to raise sort of £10,000 really. You know, is this the yeah. first time the chorus has been? To international? Mm. No, this will be our third time. This wow. will be our third time. Yeah, we were in Las Vegas in 2015, and in 2008 we were in Honolulu in Hawaii. Honolulu? Yeah. Where, what is it like travelling? I mean, that, that's halfway, literally halfway around the world. Yeah, literally halfway around the world. It was a long, a long journey, but it's an amazing place. I'm quite glad we're not out there at the moment, having said that. Indeed, but, with uh, the earthquakes yeah. and the volcanoes. Yes, that's moment, right. Yeah. But it was a, a, an amazing experience, and that's what... Um, you know, the sweet ad lines can give you if we can get to international, see some amazing places in the world. What is, what, what's been your best experience at international? What's, what, what's the thing that stays with you most, do you think? Oh, I think on any international stage is actually walking out onto that stage and getting you know, the cheers and the roars and the, everyone showing the Union Jacks. And uh, it's, it's fantastic, yeah. And later that afternoon, Fiona was to acknowledge the cheers of the Sage crowd as part of a comedy quartet whose contest performances have become something of an annual competition highlight. We are ready for contestant number 12 from Chapter at Large, Region 31 and Phoenix Chapter, performing in the Open Division, Footlights! We just watched one of the most memorable sets, I think, from uh, a quartet called Footlights, who are all with me now. I'll tell you what their uh, tell you what their costume is in just a moment. But you, you are Sarah. I'm, I'm bass 
I sing the low, the low, bit lowest part. I'm Fiona on the tenor. Hilary, baritone. And Sam lead. And you are all, at the moment, whereas a lot of people wear sequins, go for the, the, the fashionable look. You, you look as though you're ready for a day at a health spa. You've all got your white dressing gowns, gowns you, your, your, your hair's all uh, done up in towels and things. Very perceptive, yes. <laughs> That's I'm, what we're doing. I'm, yes. I'm quite good at that for a bloke, aren't I? <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yeah, yeah. We like the face masks. We think the face masks are something different. We're all wearing... One of us is wearing a yellow face mask. The other one's had a... But yeah, uh, I'm in blue and you're in a... Peppermint, peppermint facial. <laughs> what inspired this set then? It was it was great to watch. It was very very funny. We'll hear a bit of it in, in just a moment. But um, but what was it that put you onto this? Well, Hillary is our parody queen, really. I think. Did we start with smile? Or did I we think start with we them? started with wanting to go on in dressing gowns. Yeah. We actually had we actually had some dressing gowns from a previous set, and we were going to reuse those, but we ended up buying new ones. <laughs> and um, and the idea of going from a spa the songs just fell into place and then we worked the script around it never mind this rejuvenation therapy has anyone else noticed as as you get older your hair skin and brain cells continue to die while those stubborn fat cells have eternal life Mm. you need a positive fitness plan Mm. oh and i found the gym all right and there's a great machine what does it it do? do kit kats Snickers, M&M's. Oh. And Smile, you, you, you put your own words to that, haven't you? Yes, every year I parody one song, one very traditional, well-loved barbershop song, and I um, change it a little, yes. Lift your pelvic floor with gladness, hide every trace of madness. Although a tear may be ever so near, that's the time you must stop your moaning. Think of the butt you're toning. You'll find Pilates is worthwhile if you just smile. I mean, this is the first time I've seen your quartet, but it looks like you're very, you, the name was chosen very carefully, Footlights. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm probably not the right person to ask because these ladies were the original Footlights and I'm a recent addition. <laughs> but you go for comedy most of the time? Absolutely, then? yes, always. Yes, yes, always now. We are, I think we're expected now within Region 31. I think people would be quite disappointed if we didn't do a comedic set, really. Yes. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because whereas everybody else is doing two songs, of course, you did four. Yes, yeah, so we sing in the open division where we also have the opportunity to engage with the audience, um, and which is quite nice. And so our set has to have an element of conversation around and they all need to link each other incredibly well. So, you know... It, you know, we've done this for this is our fifth year of doing this, so we're getting quite used to now knowing what the audience wants. And and what about your own favourite comedy quartets? Who, who who do you enjoy watching? Oh, I like the gents. I like Lunchbox. Yeah, I like Lunchbox. Yeah, I think they're just amazing. Yeah, those guys, yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. inspirational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just wish I could fall over as well as they can. Yes. <laughs> don't don't you have one problem? I mean. Every year, presumably, you've got to top what you did last year. How on earth are you going to top this one? No idea. <laughs> we'll be thinking about that all year. And we'll probably come up with an idea in January. And then it will be. But mm. yeah. don't know how, where it will start. Last year, we were, we were ghosts last year.
An enthusiastic round of applause for Footlights Quartet, whose performance, along with all the others from this convention weekend, you can watch in full on the video catch-up service. Look for the link on the Region 31 website. The Quartet Contest, the Chorus Contest and the Champion Show cost £5 each, which gets you access for a whole year to the online recordings. Of course, if you weren't at the Sage over the convention weekend, then you might well have followed the action live on the superbly polished and professional live webcast, which is now into its third year. It's lunchtime during the Chorus competition, and if you've been watching at home... On the webcast, then your screen has just gone dark. But the two webcasters uh, who've been keeping you entertained all morning, I have just intercepted on their way out. Hello. Hello there. My you name are? is Alison Cheney. I'm the Region 31 Education Coordinator. And uh, Nikki Salt. And you have been cool, calm, and collected all morning, seeing us through this chorus contest. How, Alison, how would you describe your job? I just love it. I love talking. So it's the perfect job for me, really. <laughs> Yeah, no problem at all. And and, you, and actually, we we I know the choruses so well because I've been I'm 25 years I've been a, a member of this region, and uh, I've kind of grown up with all these choruses, so I know all the history and all the ins and outs and all the scandal and all the rest of it. So I have a huge amount of admiration for what you do. Do you, do you need any any training for this, or is it all is it all natural? Is it just <laughs> I have to tell you, this is naturally what I do. If I wasn't on a webcast, I'd be doing exactly the same thing. Just, yeah, to a mirror, probably. No, um, I, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And if you like talking and you like talking to people, you get the best seat in the house. What a job. Yeah, you do get the best seat in the house. It's amazing. And, and you, you see them, you kind of see the whites of their eyes almost. And then and then you see them. Nicky and I were just saying that when they come off stage, rather than go to the bar to have a gin and tonic, they come and see us. So we're very privileged to uh, to be able to chat to them straight off straight off stage. Do you get an immediate feel then for how they felt they did? Absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. We're very yeah. lucky that we're the first people that usually that they've spoken to. We feel their mm. joy. We feel anything else. And it's lovely when they come off and say we've just given the best performance that mm. we could possibly mm. have given and, and what a joy that they've come mm. and shared that with us and, and everyone can see that too. It's great. Do you ever find yourself having to cheer somebody up if they've perhaps done a little less well than they hoped? Actually, we haven't had anybody like that this no. this They've all been great. Today, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely Yesterday, great there were a couple of disappointed people who hadn't done exactly as they wanted to. Um, but the thing is, it's very difficult to judge your own performance. So I guess by the time they've got to us, they haven't always mm. um, got to that stage. Sometimes they have. Um, but uh, they come and do this because they know that this is what they need to do. And it's nice because we're then able to remind them of the good things that they've done too. Um, and that's what we're focusing on. So then it's a good thing for us to do. So, yeah. Final question. Best moment so far? Best moment so far, I think, was watching uh, the quartet contest last night. It was a super contest, and um, I was thrilled to see that Fortuity, with a with some ex-Lay City members, of course, I'm a bit partisan, really, being a Lay City Chorus member, and then our, our wonderful Lay City Chorus quartet com- coming second. They've only been together for, f- for 16 weeks, so to come second was just fantastic, and to score a B-plus score was amazing for them. Thank you. Yeah, the whole competition really. Two things. Firstly, to see how the camaraderie between all the competitors is great. You know, they are pleased for each other. But for me, as Fortuity's coach, it has to be watching them win mm. yesterday with a score of six four one. Uh yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Webcasters Alison Cheney and Nikki Salt. And here is part of that gold medal winning quartet set from Fortuity.
my baby now. Yes, ma'am, we've decided. No, ma'am, we won't hide it. Yes, ma'am, you're invited now. Invited now. By the way, by the way, I'm by the way. By the way, when we reach the preacher, I'll say, I'll say, yes, sir, that's my baby. No, sir, I don't mean maybe. Yes, sir, say that's my baby now, right now. Well, yes, sir, that's my baby now, right now. Fortuity. Who scored 641 points. And I guess that now might be a good time to find out just how those points are apportioned by the judges. Sweet Adelines does things a little differently from the other British barbershop organisations. Uh, we heard from Hilary Pinnock at the start of the podcast. She's the regional marketing coordinator and she explained to me how it all works. Very basically, we have an extra judging category. So Babs and Labs have three, we have an extra category. So we have music, sound, showmanship and singing. And each song is judged out of uh, 100 points. So you have a 200-point maximum, which never, ever happens, per song. Um, all our guys, or well, not all of them, a lot of them are now getting up into the early, mid-600s. One or two of them are getting into the 660s, 70s, 80s. And the standard is progressing so quickly now in Region 31 that it's going to happen. Whether it'll happen this weekend, don't know. But if somebody were to get to that 700 mark, the director becomes a master director, which would be fabulous. Stay tuned to find out if those dizzying heights were reached. And stay tuned, too, to find out... <laughs> who that famous barbershop voice belongs to. Well, now back to the chorus competition here at the Region 31 convention. And the winners of the AA category for medium-sized choruses. From Kent, England, under the direction of Gaynor Schofield, Viva Acapella Chorus! <laughs> Viva Acapella's first song, Love Letters. Well, after the result was announced, I caught up with Gaynor Schofield, the chorus director, for her reaction. 
We're absolutely thrilled to bits, thrilled to bits, because we didn't compete last year. We took a year out, and the year before that, we were here, we were at the convention, but we only sang for an evaluation spot because we were going to international. We were going to Las Vegas. So we've actually had two years out of this contest, this national contest, so we were a little bit apprehensive this year about how we would do and, you know, who the movers and shakers, but anyway, we were delighted. And you ran in terms of the overall chorus, Fourth Valley, a close second, and yet they are the twice, at least twice the size of Viva Acapella. Yeah, and I think we've always been a small chorus. We've grown a little bit, but we've always been around 30 singers. We've now grown to 39 singers. And I think what we're particularly pleased about is that, you know, just because you're small doesn't mean you can't do a a reasonably good job. So we're thrilled to be able to show all small choruses that, you know, you can do very well. Tell us about the two songs in your set, because they they were both absolutely amazing. The second one, Clang Clang Went the Trolley, is just so energetic. Well, it is, and it's an old-fashioned song. I haven't heard this one in barbershop circles for a long, long time. And when we were looking at an up-tempo, I involved all the chorus in saying, what do you fancy doing? You know, we just said, let's have have your ideas. And uh, one of the girls came up with this song and said, how about trolley song? So I looked at it. I did see another chorus in the States who did it when I... And there was much digging on YouTube. And I said, yep, yeah, I think that could be good for us. And we've absolutely loved singing it. It's given us an opportunity to um, try out a few new things, you know, like taking jackets off and finding hats out of backs of trousers, you know. So, um, you know, we've had great fun with that. Great fun. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. You also, I saw you at the European convention as well, and you did pretty well too, but I gather that that, that, that was a bit of a last-minute thing, wasn't it? Well, it was. We only had, I think, I, I, don't quote me please, we had about six or seven weeks' notice, something, maybe two months, maybe two months. And it's out of our cycle. Our cycle is to compete here in May. So, of course, you know, to have something over the summer when most members are on holiday, to have this opportunity to sing, we said, can we do it and what are we going to sing? So how did the opportunity come your way? Well, we were just asked. If somebody picked up the phone and said, Viva Capella, would you like... You were at International the year before. Would you like to represent Sweet Adelines Region 31 at the European? And we said, in the end, we said, yes, please. That's a real vote of confidence, isn't it? Well, I like to think so. And we were delighted because some of our members have only sung in Sweet Adelines. I have been um, a member of Ladies Association of British Barbershop Singers in the past so I've had experience in both those associations and I knew they'd have a great time so I I, I kind of twisted a few arms and said look we ought to do this and sort of on our doorstep you know Bexley Heath in Kent to Bournemouth isn't a million miles away so we managed to get pretty much a full chorus there. Indeed um, you now are the, the, the best of the middle sized choruses yeah. in Sweet Adelines. you've got yeah. 39 singers yeah. does that mean that in order to win the overall prize your chorus has to grow? Um, I would say that is a, wild, a widely held view that to um, grow in numbers might, might help us kind of stand up against some of the bigger choruses. What I would say is we love producing a very clean sound that's what we aim for. Um, I love working with small choruses. So who knows? What I would say is you will never reject great singers um, if they want to come along and join us. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're happy to recruit new singers. Come along and see us in Bexley Heath. Gaynor, thanks very much indeed. Congratulations and all the very best of the future. Thank you very much. And it was grand just to stand with his hand on the 
What an amazing spine-tingling tag to end that contest set from Viva Acapella. But the convention here at the Sage isn't only about competition. On Sunday mornings, Region 31 hosts a series of educational seminars and workshops. Uh, this year, one of them was about developing the culture within a barbershop chorus. My name is Cami McKinley. I am from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I sing with Lionsgate Chorus, which came second at the Sweet Adelines International uh, Competition in Las Vegas last year. I've been a member of Sweet Adelines for 32 and a half years. I'm originally from Aberdeen, Scotland. And you've been talking here about uh, developing chorus culture. What, just what do you mean by chorus culture? The culture within your chorus that basically drives everything that you do, uh, who you are externally and uh, internally as well, the kind of music that you sing, the camaraderie within the chorus, how you market yourselves to the outside, how you promote yourselves on social media, how you conduct yourselves within the chorus, the level of respect, commitment. And you were talking about setting goals, and, and that was a lot more, you said, than, than simply wanting to be first, second or third or in the top ten next time. Yeah, I, I mean, a goal is a great thing, but what the goal has to do is to feed into the vision of your chorus. What is your chorus's vision? Where are you headed? Where, what is your North Star? What is driving everything that you're doing? A goal is great, but it's a short-term thing. We want to be most improved chorus, or we want to go to regional and get a B-plus score, or uh, we want five new members by Christmas, or whatever that happens to be. That's a goal. But your vision of your chorus and of the organization, what what is it that's driving you? Why, why do you exist? And one of the surprising things I thought when you were talking was that you suggested that, that the whole chorus should be involved in that. And, and some people might say, well, that's not something we've done in the past. If, if you want to get the whole chorus involved in setting goals, how do you go about it? Well, um, it's a good idea if you have somebody within your course who can do that because it needs to be led. It's not just a free-for-all. It needs to be specific. You need to have perhaps stations, for example, where you have you know, a few people who are talking about membership and a few people who are talking about finances and a few people talking about performances, some talking about competition, and then you rotate after 10 minutes and so that everybody buys into the key elements of what it is that you want to focus on, basically. Um, it's best to get the whole course involved because then you get buy-in from the whole chorus. If it's director-led, then you know you may have 20% of the chorus who doesn't agree with the director's vision for the chorus. If it's only music team-led, same thing, or management team, it really is much more effective if the entire chorus gets involved in um, setting the vision for the chorus and setting goals, ultimately, that feed into the vision. And you were, you were talking about checking with the chorus as to how they feel about it and what they think of what the chorus is to. Yeah, uh, check the pulse on occasion. You know, maybe once every 18 months, do a quick survey. Oftentimes, you only need to check the pulse if you think things are going awry. If everything is going along swimmingly and everybody seems to be happy and having fun and learning their music and, you know, doing all the things that are expected of them, then perhaps a pulse check is not necessary. But if communication starts to break down and things are maybe not as going as swimmingly as one would like, people are nattering at one another on the risers or over email or on Facebook and they're posting negative comments, then that's a good time to find out, well, what's going on here? What, what is behind all of this? Is there something that we as a leadership team can nip this in the bud before it becomes a huge issue? And once you've decided who you are as a chorus and what it is that you're about, you've then got to project that to others. And you were saying that there can be problems on social media with the way that 
choruses perceive themselves and maybe the way they're perceived by others? Well, yes, if there's a disconnect between who they actually are and what they're portraying on social media, it's very easy to get into this negative spiral of uh, commentary on social media. And I, I think that flip it and do the other, go the other way and turn whatever negative you're thinking into a positive. Find the positive in whatever thoughts you're having and post those on social media versus the negative ones because, you know, social media is much broader than just within your chorus. Other people can see it as well. And they might want to begin to wonder, well, why are you in this chorus if all you're doing is complaining about the director or complaining about the music or complaining about the guy who's singing flat behind you or whatever? If it's all complaints, then that's the persona that um, the public sees as well. And we want to make sure that our public persona is a positive one. A final point about that, you were talking about complaining, you're encouraging people to do precisely the opposite, to go and and, and thank one another and and almost praise one another in some ways. Exactly. A deep acknowledgement, acknowledgement that comes from a place of, you know, thanks for doing that job, that was great. That's not specific enough. If you're going to thank somebody, then be specific about what it is you're thanking them for. I really like the way that you took control of that situation and you handled it so well through diplomacy, you know, whatever it happens to be. Make sure that the acknowledgement shows that you have paid attention to whatever it was that that person did. And you were even saying that as singers we can thank each other on the risers. Yeah, why not? I mean, particularly, for example, if somebody's been missing for a couple of weeks and he or she comes back to say how much you missed that person and how great it is to have that person back on the risers beside you. And just say, you know, Stacy, I just love standing beside you on the risers. Your baritone voice just makes my bass voice sound so much better. Cammy McKinley, one of the guest educators over this Sweet Adeline's Region 31 convention weekend. There's been so much going on, so many memorable performances. The Babs Men's Quartet Finest Hour put on a fantastic performance as special guests in the Saturday Night Champions show. And this year, Region 31 hosted the Mixed Voice Quartet Contest on behalf of Barbershop in Harmony, the umbrella group which brings together the UK-based barbershop organisations. Scramble put in a stunning performance to win the gold and you can find separate mini-podcast interviews with both Finest Hour and Scramble on the Harmony UK podcast page on SoundCloud. Well, almost time now to hear from the overall winners of the Sweet Adeline's Chorus Contest but first, let's return one last time to the Harmony Bazaar where during the convention I spotted one stall with a fine and very distinctive display of arts and crafts. Hello, who are you? Hello, I'm Jean from the Plymouth Mayflower Chorus. Well, great to see you, and you've got another couple of ladies from the chorus here as well. Mm-hmm. I'm Kay. And I'm Jess. And you have, in front of you, a table which is festooned with all kinds of things. What have you got then, Jean? Well, we've got some um, original craft work um, with, of items covered in um, beautiful fabrics. We have paintings done by Kay here, um, prints of some of her original artwork. We have books um, published by her husband um, about Dartmoor, which is where we come from. And we have items which people may have forgotten to pack. Tissues, facial cleansing pads, uh, notebooks, pencils, all sorts of things that we thought we might be able to persuade people to purchase. This is extremely enterprising. Well, we hope it is. We've never actually run a stall here before, um, but lots of people do. Some people specialise in jewellery. We thought we'd do something different um, and try to think up just things that people might want when they're on a weekend away. And, and you make all these yourself. Kay, 
You've got some of your own prints here. Tell us about those. That's right. Some of them are done in acrylics. Some are done in pastels. Um, they are from original artworks, um, and they are, as, as I said, they are prints and they're mounted. Um, so they're for sale. You seem to like horses quite a lot. You've got several here, including this very shaggy customer here. <laughs> this is a Dartmoor pon- pony. <laughs> yes, he's very nice. His hair's right over his, his eyes. So. Absolutely beautiful. And, 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 and you drew this yourself? I did, yes. I, I, I don't particularly specialise in horses. I do any, any old thing. But um, it just happens to that there are three different horse ones here today. It is striking, this concentration of talent, ambition, passion and creativity, which you find talking to people who've come to convention. And nowhere was that mix more in evidence than from the chorus, which won the overall gold medal, and then followed it with this awe-inspiring performance in the champion show. to you. stunning weekend we've had the climax of it all a brilliant chorus who won gold here not the first time they've done it fourth valley chorus david sangster is their director uh, he's with me now we've just come off stage you're a little bit out of breath at the moment i, I am still puffing away here i've been da- i've been dancing a keely at the end of our, our set that we did in las vegas so, uh, forgive me if i'm a little bit breathless John. and you've got your kilt on as well i do yes we've got the black kilt and the silver sporran to go with the chorus's black and silver outfits so we want to bring a little bit of scotland maybe not to overdo it but to bring a little bit of Scotland, which is where we are, our chorus is based. Well, let's let's talk about that in a moment, but let's talk about the set that won you the competition, first of all, because 690 points, which is 86%, if, I, if I've got my maths Sounds right. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, 800 is, is, is the total you could get for the, right. for, the, for the two songs, four categories. People keep assuring me that it's very rare for choruses to get 700 points, but you are you are pushing at that door. We're very, 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 very close. We're sort of tantalisingly close. We've had a 694 and today a 690. So it, it is, I'll admit, it's a numerical goal that we do have, which is to, to, to break 700. A UK chorus has never done this. 
uh, and we would love to be the first but if it's not us we hope it's someone else next year and the songs that you chose the first one Somewhere Beyond the Sea which is a, a fabulous ballad not least because it's not really a ballad it's, uh, it's, it's rhythmic it's uplifting when you listen to it in a way which, which very few ballads are Yes, we, we, we've used it as a barbershop ballad, but um, certain parts of the song we've allowed the rhythm to drive the song forward, and we've tried to make it uh, suitable for a barbershop contest, but while still respecting the song. So our approach to that has been to try and bring beautiful things out of the song that you can only get from maybe taking time over certain lyrics, uh, as well as driving the song in the more rhythmic passages. And the uptune jazz in New Orleans, after being lulled with that somewhere beyond the sea and thinking, ooh, this is, this is lovely and floaty, you're then more or less hit by a truck. Well, <laughs> I'm actually glad that you felt that, Joan, because we were trying to make an impact when the first chord comes in with jazz. Um, it was ambitious of us to say jazzing in New Orleans, uh, knowing that if we won this contest, we would be jazzing in New Orleans. Um, but this is an original song that was written uh, by Jo Lund, who is one of the Sweet Adeline's judges. She's a Sweet Adeline's music judge. And when I wrote to her to say, uh, we would like to do your song, but I want to make some changes to it, she was very open to that and let us uh, customise the arrangement and kind of supercharge it for our purposes. She was great. We're seeing more and more original arrangements, aren't we? London City Singers had two songs arranged by their director, Simon Arnott. Here you are coming along with a, with, with a song arranged by somebody in Sweet Adeline specially for you. Well, are we going to see more? actually arranged for us. Oh, I'm sorry. But we got her permission to do our special touches. To I see. So, so in fact, it was special it was touches for, no for your own We've sung it before, and we love that. We love to do something that no one else has done. Are we going to see more and more of these bespoke arrangements, do you think? I suspect people... Uh, I, I think... Sometimes we see the same songs and the same arrangements, I won't say wheeled out, but oh dear, I just did, uh, that, that come out so often at contests. And if they're done spectacularly well, then we love them and we enjoy them. But there's nothing worse than hearing maybe not such an exciting version of a song you've just heard three times. And I've even heard an audience go, uh and this is a sound that you don't want to hear on the contest stage. And it's not the fault of the people who are performing it. It might be their draw. They didn't know that other people were going to sing that song. But I think if more people take the same attitude that we have, which is if you want to forge a chorus personality and be distinctive as well as playing the game, then you do need to customise your arrangements to bring out your chorus strengths. And I suspect that is the way it's going generally. How would you describe the personality then of, of Fourth Valley Chorus? Uh, well, that's always hard. It's probably better to ask others. Uh, you should tell me what you think the personality is. But uh, I feel that the feedback we get is that we are, uh, exude quite a lot of joy in our performances, that we're very out there and that we take risks. Uh, we go to the edge. So we get criticised for 
uh, perhaps our louds just get a bit too overexcited and a bit shouty, but at the same time we get rewarded for making a big impact. So it's like the double-edged sword. Other choruses who maybe don't like to take risks... Boom! <laughs> that was Joe Connolly, by the way, <laughs> in case you didn't recognise the voice. Uh, well, well, what a distinctive boo. <laughs> well, I know, absolutely. <laughs> but um, there, there might be other choruses who, who have a different approach. They're super refined, but maybe they get asked, let's have a thrill from you. So um, you have to find what is naturally best for your chorus. And some of it comes from the director as well. Well, there was certainly a lot of joy spread around the the hall in this champion show that we've just Thank seen with the, Ka- with the Kaylee there and, I, and this is the last question really about the, yeah. about the Kaylee I mean where, where does that all stem from and what's it got to do with Barbershop? Well the point of the finals package that was the package that we sang when we uh, qualified to sing as mic warmers in Las Vegas in the chorus finals the whole point of that is that you, you have 15 minutes but you only have to include one contestable Barbershop song so this is a joy for us because it lets us do other kind of a cappella singing so uh, we had two arrangements there of Scottish songs and we also had Rolling in the Deep because we're conscious that while we're from Scotland we're representing the United Kingdom and we felt it was good to have a British pop song uh, written by an English artist Adele uh, and also something from our homeland where our chorus is based and that was so I did some arrangements uh, of Scottish tunes at the end and great they were. I'm just wondering whether there is a wider trend here as well, because you often see Swedish choruses singing traditional Swedish songs yes. in close harmony. Yes. Uh, at European convention, Hanfris, who are a, a, a Catalan quartet from, from the northeast of Spain, they sang a song in their own native language. Do you think that barbershoppers from outside the US are, are, are looking for some sort of reference to their own culture are trying to add that on to the to, to the American canon of songs that we that we have from mid 20th century America. Yes, I think that is a really interesting point. Um, and I do think that because the sort of the, the gravitational center of barbershop is USA, um, it's and they're always encouraging us to sing with American English because that is the style. Um, I think when the, the the choruses from other countries come, when they get the chance, when it's freestyle they want to it's a way of expressing their individuality and saying yes we love barbershop and we will sing it american style because that's what it is if we were singing puccini we would sing in italian but um it's a way of us expressing something that's unique to ourselves so if a chorus comes from sweden and they sing a gorgeous arrangement of a swedish folk song we can all enjoy that and we relate to their sense of home and that was actually what led us to the theme of the set that you just had, all the speaking and everything that you just heard. Um, this was about home, which we hope is universal. But to make it real for us, we had to include UK Scotland. And, and, and what are you going to do next time you go to international? Uh, that is going to be a closely guarded secret, and I haven't decided yet anyway. So <laughs> David, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. Congratulations you, to all from Fourth Valley. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Celebrating Scotland and a fantastic win for Fourth Valley Chorus. My thanks to David Sangster, their director. And as this 13th Harmony UK podcast draws to a close, thanks also to so many people who were so welcoming and willing to chat about Barbershop here 
at the Sage. To the management team at Sweet Adelines Region 31, who've been so very helpful and for inviting me to come along, and to Ian Dearman. He's the technical wizard who makes sure that the live webcast and the catch-up recordings are all available on the web, and who kindly provided me with the recorded excerpts that you've just heard. And before I go, a shout-out to all those who've just come back from the Babs Harrogate Convention, which was held at the end of May. Cottontown won the chorus gold, the Locksmiths took the quartet first prize, and David Sangster, yes, him again, uh, David directed the winners of the Mixed Voice Chorus Trophy, the brand-new Momentum Chorus. Finally, well done to my own chorus, Capital Chorus from West London, who won the Labs Prize for the most entertaining chorus at Babs. And I wasn't there! I'm afraid that I had to uh, give Babs a miss this year for family reasons. But there will be another podcast this summer from the 40th Babs Harmony College. Really looking forward to that. Until then, keep the whole world singing. From me, John Beasley, thanks for listening and bye-bye.